Little Sims is London-born Simbiatu Ajikawo. Bursting onto the music scene with authority, Sims is a rapper first and an actor second. Sims entices you with engaging compositions and acute storytelling, detailing her experience with life and maturity. You're tuned into Roots to Grooves. It's Roots to Grooves. Once again, we are based in Seattle, Washington. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And you know this is Roots to Grooves then. Because if that's what's happening, that's what's happening. Every week, we're a new artist. We're talking about a new artist. If you haven't joined every us before. Week. Every week. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like we should like maybe explain what, the, what this podcast is about every episode. But I feel like for regular listeners, that would be like, that's what I'm saying. Like tiresome. Th- that's annoying, uh, right? It's annoying. We should just say it every once in a while. Every, I think that's kind of naturally we've been doing that every few episodes. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, we talk about a new artist every week. Their career, their mindset, their approach. How as, they get things done. As musicians ourselves, we like to hear how other successful artists approach things. Uh, not because we're just like, whoa, they're like famous and rich. Not only that, no. <laughs> but, uh, but also no, what kind of cars they have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's in your fridge? Like MTV Cribs. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, how they create this art. Because sometimes like some of the music we listen to is so crazy. You think, where where, where did that inspiration come from? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Um, anyway, this week though, we are um, taking us back home to the UK, to London. Ah, strap in. For an episode about Little Sims, <clears throat> Little Sims. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty hyped about this. I don't know who this this uh, this lady was. This woman, not at all. No, never heard of it. I don't know. I might have heard the name Little Sims, but didn't even recognize it or associate it, so I didn't recall it or memorize it. Any uh, tracks that you might have heard <clears throat> that you weren't sure of before that you thought were recognizable to you or anything? No, I didn't recognize any of them. Okay, all right, yeah. Are no. you are you a super well, I, hero movie fan? I'm not. Because um, there's a track I'll play later, and I'll, I'll tell you how, okay. that, how that comes into play. But okay, yeah. well, f- yeah. First of all, I'm not into superheroes. Second of all, I'm not really into <laughs> rap. Like, I, yeah, sure. Right. I, I like yeah. rap, but it's not like my one that I'm like when I'm just in the middle of the night looking for dope music. I don't go towards rap usually. Right. Yeah. Um, that's just the way it is. But I'm trying to break that habit because there's more good stuff, and I'm just closing these doors for myself. You know. Well, I'll tell you honestly as well. I'm not really. I, I I'm a hip hop fan. Yeah, that's... but not necessarily a rap fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I say hip hop because I'm all, I'm drawn to. I'm a drummer. I'm drawn to anything with a funky beat and a good beat. And uh, hip hop over the years has provided that for me. Listening to a lot of stuff like DJ Shadow, mm-hmm. Jay Dilla, all of that stuff. Especially with the whole prospect of hip hop getting you know like breaks from drums yeah. and sampling them from other music that was great back yeah. in the day. So yeah, musically, I've always been inspired by all of these beats and a lot of them coming from like hip hop records. And yeah, I think I've said it before on 
previous episodes i'm always drawn to like the music first but and then the lyrics second i'm not like a mm -hmm. music listener that really like listens to the lyrics and follows what people are saying and in later years i've been doing that but i yeah. think that's why i'm not into rap mm. is because it's more focused on the lyrics right yeah, yeah content rather than you know what the music is doing a lot of rap is it's, it feels more like it's on a loop yeah and 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 i totally get it don't get me wrong there's greatly produced rap and hip-hop and then there's stuff that's you know not as good just like everything else yeah um so that's something that i'm working on with yeah, myself yeah. is getting more into rap because it is good and and the, we live in this postmodern world with genres are getting mashed yeah and used and taken and and shared mm -hmm. and so i'm liking a lot more stuff that's coming out and it's really exciting yeah so it's really cool uh i don't think we've said it yet little sims is a british rapper singer songwriter mm -hmm. and actress not the artist actress that we did an episode on but she's an actress in movies <laughs> yeah by the way still one of my favorite episodes our episode on actress he comes Side up a lot note. even Side if note. we're not talking about him yeah i don't know how it's that crazy. episode we, you know we would cool. you know we wouldn't if we hadn't done that episode we wouldn't bring him up in other episodes but now we have a frame of re we have a reference mm -hmm. a frame of reference he's given us so much content to talk about yeah definitely no he's great check yeah. out actress our episode yeah. on actress we're not talking about him little sims mm -hmm. otherwise previously known as i'm going to try this okay symbiatu simbi abi sola mm -hmm. abiola ajikawo yeah i think you got it right okay it was, it was a little rough for me these are a lot of words that i've never seen before in her real life names i think she goes by simbi right that was a simbi way easier to remember yeah i'm down for that um but yeah she's from london she grew up in Islington North she, North London yeah. yeah she's still there now she's only 28 years old born in 94 it's a spring chicken and it's interesting that you bring up uh you know a little intro there about rap and hip-hop and stuff like that because she's someone that doesn't really like labels and she she says she's not an MC and she says she isn't a rapper like I mean she doesn't she, I don't think she said she's not a rapper she said she's not an MC <laughs> I've right. heard her say that <laughs> um, I'm not a rapper yeah but I think like she you know she's just really heavily into music and mm -hmm. uh she realizes that her music is rooted in hip-hop but um but she's into so many other sorts of genres and types of music that she she's just a, a lover of music in general and sees herself more more as an experimental hip-hop artist which i think you can get from listening to her music um because just beyond her lyricism and her flow there's some really interesting musical um things happening there with a lot of the producers that she collaborates with mm -hmm. on her sound um there's a lot of for me um it's good i see i'm not like a real fan of like modern hip-hop because a lot of it tends to be trap mm -hmm. and or like you know in the uk they have grime and garage and stuff like that and a lot of that stuff tends to me to sound kind of repetitive and same like if you've heard one trap beat you've heard them all right right <laughs> yeah you know in and a I think, way so, i think that that kind of yeah. thing you're talking about is what turns me off a lot of the time right but um, with little sims though she's, she's she's got a sonic palette that is very broad and mm -hmm. uh incorporates a lot of like organic sounding sounds uh mixed with electronic sounds grit there's a lot of grit and dirt and heaviness to the sound of the music i would describe it as kind of thing yeah um 
but you know so on the surface if you hear certain tracks like you think she's more intimidating than she actually is like <laughs> she's actually very down to earth and like a nice person mm -hmm. but like some of her music is very sort of almost like menacing in a way a little bit i feel like the yeah. vibe it kind of comes across as no she's got a lot of energy yeah. i think that yeah. first track that you picked out that we played yeah. mm -hmm. um you know it comes comes across as almost you know especially at the end almost angry yeah you know but certainly like conviction coming through her vocals yeah with the with the music in the back by the way for the people that was the title track of her first album edge edge chuck 20 and josh arch were on that as well i haven't heard of them so just chuck wanted to 20. send it out there shout out that um but yeah i mean i think i first came across it just uh youtube or something like that i don't know you know i think we keep talking about this like how these days it's either spotify or youtube it's very rare that or shazam sometimes i'll be out and mm -hmm. i'll shazam something but it's kind of sad in a way because sometimes i would like to be well actually on this show i've been introduced to a lot of artists that i wouldn't have come across other than if you hadn't have mentioned them no same so you know that's good so we do have the friend recommendation happening on this yeah, show so, and like that's a, a real world yeah we're, in, <laughs> we're you know interacting yeah. with another human exactly look yeah. at us go. Yeah, could look at us but yeah. i mean it's not that different from back in the day for, yeah. you know like a lot of people just listen to the radio as their one source of yeah where music comes from yeah you know and that's why you know back in the day there's all these big artists that the whole country loves right and maybe that's a little things are a little bit more regional now yeah are broken yeah. down yeah. also easier to get out to the whole world so it's mixed up but i don't know what i'm talking about here we're talking about <laughs> little sims um yeah oh yeah oh here's what i was gonna say because she was she was like shortlisted for the mercury prize right over there right yeah i was just looking um, yeah she's had a lot of nominations and wins award-wise which is yeah. crazy because i was going to say this later on but i'll just say it now she's an independent artist she's not on a big label mm -hmm. she has her own label which is called age 101 music and she has four studio albums the first one was released in 2015 which is crazy she's only 28 years old she's got four albums out under her belt a slew of awards like you were saying i mean she's won um 2022 brit award for best new artist she won an ivan novello award i've heard of that for best album for gray area mm -hmm. that's crazy uh enemy enemy yeah mobos um, so she's she's making huge splashes in the music industry yeah basically coming right out of the gate and totally independently which is yeah so that's amazing you know, yeah you know amazing. um I'm, i think we'll get into that a little bit like that stuff but um that's kind of our overview. Yeah, it's, it's she's affiliated with Grime. You mentioned Grime. I think, yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe she like has collaborated with some Grime artists that are known for Grime. Mm -hmm. uh, but she also inspiration from like reggae, blues, synth rock, and yeah. jazzy R and B. I saw. Yeah. Um, you know, but certainly like that song that we just played comes on so strongly as you know like rap. Yeah. And she's got this beautiful presence and yeah. she's got things to say. Yeah. And she's got conviction and so I, I really like this woman she's really she's really cool so far yeah um but yeah as far as overview i think that just about does it yeah let's, um, let's move on oh um yes yeah, so i'm gonna play a track uh okay i'm just gonna play one that's not off of her album right now nice <laughs> and then we'll we'll 
take a look um, in our time machine and go back to the early years. Because this, well, this is actually a newish track. I think it was off of the film Venom. Have you heard of the film Venom? Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see it. I watched both of them recently. Uh, it's actually not a bad film. Bad films. It's kind of interesting. And uh, she did the title theme, which I think was for the first movie. But hmm. as an actress, she appeared in the second film film just in a small part okay clubs i think i have that in the right order because i heard this track and i was like damn okay i thought little sims was like just underground uk shit but now she's got a title track on the end credits of this movie that's that's huge and it's then the track is about venom like mm-hmm. i think the character here we go I'm gonna play let's, it. let's get it <laughs> Life sucks and I never try suicide Mine's fucked till the morning I realise Time's up, keep it moving when she arrives If you've ever heard what I heard in my mind Never try, you would cry, that's a lie, you would die I don't want to ever come down from a high I am in the best seat From time and the next breed If you're coming, come at me directly Don't need no one to defend me Souls in a place even I can't get to Don't fuck with the deadly Moon waves and overseas Quick coast and overseas Fuck those who don't believe They will never want to admit I'm the best here From the mere fact that I've got ovaries It's a woman's world, so to speak Pussy you sour Never giving credit where it's due Cause you don't like pussy in power venom all right venom by little sims fact checking myself a little bit now because that i think was used on the second movie mm-hmm. that she also starred in it was also she had actually already written that track um and it was featured on the soundtrack this netflix show top boy that she's also starred in mm-hmm. and then tom hardy is a hip-hop fan and he uh got in touch with her and was like can i use this track Venom? Oh, nice. and she reworked it and remixed it a little bit for them to use it in that film so, nice yeah very cool it's a good track yeah yeah um hard hitting hard hitting goes with the vibe yeah yeah like she didn't have a lyric with venom in it she put no, no she- venom was already part of the lyrics but um, it was that on the nose it was she already had venom in the lyrics yeah i think so that's and, very uh, cool yeah so well, um, nice. i mean so yeah little sims we're talking about pretty hyped about this artist it's new for me yeah um let's go back into the childhood yeah. uh early life section of the podcast everybody come along <laughs> everyone uh buddy system grab a hand right um but yeah so north london we're here it's a beautiful mm-hmm. day yeah um in the childhood of at the house the home of little sims so i got her house was crowded mm, um yeah. i took that to mean like a lot of kids yeah like kind of a big family kind of vibe it was noisy and alive um her mother would played afro beats yeah. and reggae her sisters played garage and grime mm-hmm. her brothers played hip-hop mm. um and rap yeah uh, little sims was listening i guess this is before she was little sims but she was listening to like busta rhymes mm. nas mm-hmm. biggie smalls mm. so some, some of these huge you know, mainstay artists in the hip hop, early hip hop genre. Yeah. Which is, you know, really good. So I guess, yeah. Um, I mean, so she, she, she was an actress first. Mm. I mean, oh, I mean, I guess vibe with me on but that. You mean, uh, maybe career wise. That's what I'm saying. To like the public. Draw me a picture first, yeah. from we're in her house. Like she's just like growing up and everything. Where, how does she connect that to the actress? Well, so she has uh, Nigerian parents. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not 
she has uh, not a good relationship with her father, um, which we can talk about a bit later, but wonderful relationship with her mother. Mm. Um, she is the youngest of four siblings. Uh, and also her mother, like as she was growing up, uh, Simbi or Lil Sims was growing up, uh, her mum uh, started fostering other children as well. So she kind of had this, like you just described, that her all of her, the music in the household that all of her siblings were listening to and like her mum, uh, a lot of fella in there as well, she mentioned kind of thing. Um, and, and also like the presence of like the foster children being in the household, um, she said gave her kind of like a good subconscious kind of perspective like because a lot mm -hmm. of these children would come obviously from broken homes or broken backgrounds some of them wouldn't even speak english mm -hmm. from other countries kind of thing and you know she, you know it's the way she sort of told it is that she was growing up around her family and then all of her friends and that's like one whole like sort of bubble in london right and then the foster children would come in and kind of introduce her to like a different com people from completely different background kind of thing and right I think that was kind of interesting to her. And I know, like, I think it was like music was something she was always drawn to. I mean, she started writing lyrics when she was like nine years old. Like, uh, the first track she wrote, which Nardwar Serviette of all people, like, serviced to her, was called Achieve, 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 which is a prophetic kind of, uh, title for a song lyrics that she wrote when she was 10 years old achieve achieve Ten. achieve yeah wow <laughs> so she was already like writing lyrics and and getting into that stuff when she was super young you know nine years old um and i think it was like through her schooling that you know she was able to sort of bring out the creativity on both sides the acting the performing the singing sort kind of, of an outlet to yeah try out these different yeah things so like um she went to highbury field school and then she went to st mary's youth club which is a place that i haven't Le leona lewis have you heard of her? Uh, that sounds very familiar i think i have heard of her alexandra burke these are pop stars apparently that both attended there i think i recognize leona lewis but i can even i can put the face to the name yeah i know the name let me just see if i recognize the face no <laughs> no, <laughs> put it up on the screen, Jay. Leona Lewis, do you, write, send us an email. Tell us I what do you recommend. No, I'm just checking. <laughs> um, Is this a real person? Yeah. Uh, and so it was this St. Mary's Youth Club she credited as having an influence on her career. She described it as the place where it all began for her, a second home. So just in general, her career is as in, as in, being an artist as as far as acting and music or is one of those specifically i think both yeah um that's good i mean yeah i was i was in the youth club briefly when i was in the uk i was in a play oh after jay yeah about racism what was your role i was i was the victim of racist bully <laughs> no uh i kind of like had words with the theater director of this play because i was just like i because i'm the only colored person like <laughs> is that why you put me in this role yeah you're the token yeah eddie guy. Like, he uh convinced me to do it whatever and the, the end the, the, <laughs> i think the end of the play i was uh hell i was like laying back flat and i was like hoisted up by all of the other cast members and like taking out of the 
very weird ending. That is, sounds like you got your, your 15 minutes of fame. I got least. my 15 minutes of fame. That's not, that's where my acting career began and died. Right <laughs> that, that was it. Youth club right there. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think that's kind of like a, a thing that sort of happened for Little Sims was uh, that encouragement to get be a part of these things. Um, mm-hmm. And it was in 2010 where she first did something and it was a BBC children's TV show called Spirit Warriors. Oh, let me, let me just back up one second. Okay. Don't okay. go too fast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. No, but um, I just have some notes. She was 14. Okay. This is like just before. Right. We're still talking about it. Okay. Um, and she, so she like very early began making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, she stayed in when her friends were out on the weekends. Like she was saving her money for equipment. Um, and then her bedroom became like a shrine and she would hang up these like posters or pictures of artists like Nas mm. or um, where's my notes? Biggie Smalls, Buster Rhymes, Jay-Z, Lauren Hill. Um, and then she would put her photo, a picture of her face above them mm. and like a shrine. Like literally she's, she's like, this is my path. Here's what I want. Yeah. And she started like basically doing these like manifestation techniques that people say like visualize it. Like, what do you want? Who do you want to be? And she's putting these things in her mind. She on was a, consciously doing that at 14, like purposefully. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm saying. I don't okay, know. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm saying manifestation, but I don't know if she was particularly that doing way. that. Right. Yeah. I don't know if she was seeing it that way, yeah. but either way, she was basically doing it. She was like, here's what I want. Like I want, and, and she has her, her mind in the right place. Like she's not just vapid and wanting to be famous, mm-hmm. but she wants to be known as an artist and she wants people, she doesn't want to just be a nobody. Mm-hmm. Like she has things to say and she wants to put that out there. And she knows that that that's the platform to do it. You have to be like an artist. Like mm-hmm. You have to, people have to know your name for people to hear what you have to say yeah. in, in a way. And, and, you know, she was just 14 thinking of these ideas and she had, she made it happen. Yeah. Obviously we can cut to 2022 and we're talking about her on our podcast mm. and she's a major success compared to what she was thinking about at 14. Yeah. And I just think that's just absolutely huge, like paramount, like that vision she chose what she wanted and she just drove towards it with all her might. Mm. And and now she's on top. She's killing it. Yeah. Multiple albums out, awards. Yeah. And it's just like a super great story to see yeah. the beginning of some kid not knowing what they want, figuring out what they want and then, and then doing it. Right. Um, furthermore, she, she wrote affirmations in all caps. Hmm. This quotes, dream big, exclamation, you know, family is everything. God is love be great mm-hmm. like all this just like a shrine on her wall damn uh so i just super hyped out about that because i'm like i need to go right on my wall yeah my goals <laughs> just get a yeah. you know yeah yeah and we got our whiteboard for that now so we were good that's like yeah it's I, funny that's i mean not funny that's like amazing yeah because uh a lot of people this day and age don't learn about these things until they're like late 20s or 30s or whatever that's like, me yeah reading I'm blogs like, and watching these people on youtube talking about these concepts and these themes sort of thing like i didn't know about the power of like manifestation when i was like a teenager or anything like that you know like, yeah and it's yeah. not like it's necessarily a magical power like i think no. when people hear manifestation it's like they're expecting oh i just think of what i want and then i it happens next weekend or something but it's 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 more physical and re like real yeah like actually just pick what you want and then actually try to get it yeah like i don't know somebody gave me a a quote i almost want to pull it out this is um i don't like doing this because i'm like looking around on my phone real quick 
but somebody sent me something. Yeah. Um, yeah, many changes will be set in motion. Chief among these changes will be the triggering of synchronicity. We change and the universe furthers and expands that change. Mm. Leap and the net will appear. So I'm about to read this book. It's called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Okay, The Artist's Way. I'll have to give that a read. Yeah, me too. I've heard of that, maybe. It sounds uh, good. Yeah. Somebody turned me on to it, and I am yeah. read that short passage, and I'm all about it. Okay. So yeah. very cool. Um, and then fast forward back to what we were talking about, and she got the BBC children's adventure show Spirit Warriors, where Jay left off. <sighs> Well, that's not. That's all you, Jay. This show isn't interesting anymore, based on what you said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have any information on this show other than the, the children's BBC <laughs> show. Just, as, for sure, as far as narrative goes, she's doing it, so she's making things happen. Yeah. Um, and then at, at when she was seventeen, she was cast in a show called Youngers. Mm. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a children's drama depicting a group of London teens mm -hmm. um, trying to make it big in music, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't seen it, no. um, but I, in this, I, I, you know, used some words from this interview. Life began to imitate art when she formed a group called Space Age, mm. I guess a musical group mm -hmm. um, with other young musicians, um, you know, in this kind of scene who she met at the EC1 Music Project, mm. which is like a London community program. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know details about this stuff. I'm just getting it from an interview, but it's pretty interesting to see what she did. Yeah. Um, and she said the crew, uh, like the, the drama crew or whatever, the, whatever you call them, they call them the crew, mm -hmm. people who were working on the set. Mm. Um, and they became like an extended family. And um, I don't know, at this point she started playing instruments and adding vocals and producing like visual arts for mixtapes. Mm. And I guess she made like a bunch, like four mixtapes before she even, she ever released any music as Little Sims. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she's just like getting busy. And doing artwork as well. Like I know she's taken a lot of the photography work for some of her albums and releases as well. Right. Um, I mean, she's yeah. artistic in every way. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, oh, I was like, what, what track to play? Because we're not really going in chronological order here. She has four albums out. Yeah, some of these oh. episodes we go kind of one by one and, and deep dive into each album. Yeah. This one we're kind of just doing an overview, Yeah, I guess, which is fine. I hope everyone's okay with that. <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit of this track, Gratitude, off of her second album, I think. A curious, the album's called A Curious Tale of Trials and Persons. The track's called Gratitude, and I think this kind of has like a sort of uh, African vibe inspiration to the, the, the track, the backing nice. track. Holes and lowly souls is all they know. All they shown is courage despite the circumstances. Time is passing by. Stars command the sky, don't play dumb by asking why. You already know how all the stories evolve. Came here on my own, feel no way leaving alone. Put my feet in the studio and call it my home. While others have got no way out. How blessed am I? Nothing left to find. Your life's on the line, don't question mine. That was Gratitude from Little Sims featuring The Hicks from her second album, A Curious Tale of Trials and Persons. 
And I think the interesting thing with Little Sims is you could stop listening to this podcast right now <laughs> and go listen to her music. Because I feel like a lot of her story... Don't listen to Jay. Keep listening to the full <laughs> podcast, okay? Thank you. I think a lot of her stories, her, her story um, can be found by listening to her music mm -hmm. and hearing her talk about everything she talks about. Yeah, yeah. She's basically laying it all mm. on the line. Yeah. I think like... You know, still though, as an artist, she has had this um, battle with, uh, you know, how honest to be, you know, how vulnerable. Like there's certain things I think that, you know, none of us really, you know, if well, I mean, we're on the internet right now. We're so online, Jesse. We're on the internet. We're very online. We're very online. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we forget like the things we say. Now we've said them, they're on the internet forever, you know. And it's not any different than being an artist releasing music, you know, once you put it out there, it's out there kind of thing. And mm -hmm. there is that sort of fear to get over of exposing yourself, being vulnerable, putting things out there. Yeah, fear of caring what other people think. I mean, I think one thing I forgot to say actually about our last artist that we covered, Electric Guest, uh, Acer, the main guy in that, he was saying something along the lines of like, he doesn't sort of care uh, anymore about that stuff. He's, he just, he just like wants to put everything out there. Like mm -hmm. all love, just like, you know, he, his perspective is like, what's the point in holding back, you know? Right. Which I, I understand. It's like, okay, yeah, you have to be free. You have to deal with the haters, but whatever, you know. <laughs> but it's a compromise, but it's yeah. like, it's very worthwhile. Yeah. Is I think what you're saying. Yeah, I mean it could be cathartic. I think that's what's happened with Little Sims in later years um, on her most recent album, Introvert. Um, I didn't feel like we we're there yet, but maybe we are. Like <laughs> we hop around. Yeah, we hopping around. Yeah, she's so she released this album, amazing album in last year, I think 2021, uh, called Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. And uh, there are th like three tracks on here that she describes as being very um, personal to her in a way uh, around subject matter she hasn't put out there before in all of her other albums. Mm -hmm. um, there's one particular track, I Love You, I Hate You, which is specifically about her relationship with her father. Um, uh, Real quick, yeah, was her ahead. father around? Um, while she was growing up or was he not uh, in the picture that i don't know i don't know for sure um, just uh, just a curious question while mm -hmm. you were telling your story yeah anyway um but she didn't have a good thing with him and right that she said she all so her approach to this album was basically very interesting she she made it wrote it during the pandemic mm -hmm. uh, she was actually in la though for some of it like she said she started writing it when she was in la she did a whole stint at Abbey Road Studios recording an orchestra. There's like a lot of strings and orchestration throughout this mm -hmm. album, which is amazing. This, it might be like one of the greatest albums of all time, maybe. You, you think it's that good? I think it just, it, when it opens, it's just, it opens with a bang and it's so like complex. Mm -hmm. And the way that Little Sims has described this as well, she said, she wanted to give it her all in a way that like if she never was able to put anything else out ever again, 
like this would be her thing Dang. and that was like kind of when it came to like talking of doing these songs about like her father and the very last track on here misunderstood she's there's a track before that called how did you get here she said she almost capped the album at that song but she added this extra one because she felt like if his if this was the last thing that i ever put out there then i i would i i want to feel like i didn't say something i wanted to say mm-hmm. kind of thing. that's kind of how she approached all of this sort of thing which is like so in one way i'm like oh no what's happening is she like <laughs> she, is she like not gonna put out music anymore? but yeah. on, the, on the other hand i'm kind of thinking like maybe that's what you need to do as an artist to really push yourself to really see what you're capable of doing yeah to think in that mindset if this is like if you had one shot to do the thing that you think you're great at and that you really want to do like and you only had one shot at it to show people like mm-hmm. then you want to like make it as great as it can be and put in all of your in, intention effort care focus yeah no it's possible right? no holds barred like yeah um, you Which know, really I'm and truly talk about these things should be like every album or every piece of work, but maybe it's too I mean, much energy wise to do that. Like, no, I mean, sometimes it is, it's just like emotionally too vulnerable, you know, like you're not ready to say these things or to even think about them in some cases, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, as far as making and producing a good album, it does seem like a great way. Like, I'm gonna lay it all on the line, I'm gonna do my best music I can, yeah. I'm gonna say my, my deepest, darkest things that I need to say mm-hmm. uh, as like a cathartic thing, like get it out there um and be vulnerable yeah i think a lot of the great art in the world is you can call it you know it's like vulnerable or the artist was being vulnerable when they made it it's not very it's not surface level vapid stuff it's like deep human Mm. feelings and stuff and if you can be unafraid to say that then you're going to connect to a lot of people yeah it's weird like when i think about that stuff um for myself i i don't know if anyone else thinks this but like I think if I'm going to try and express myself in that, the first thing my mind goes to is like, oh, I'm going to offend a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if most people think that way, but I don't know. Like if I really like truly just like spilled my perspective on like everything that I was thinking of, I think I would like offend a lot of people. I don't know why that, I think that it's like maybe completely unfounded, but like I think that's like one fear of doing that, right? There's other fears, uh, you know, to, to being honest in your work yeah like, like backlash like for backlash if, yeah. if she's talking about her dad and then her dad's yeah. like hey, why are you talking about me on your album like why are you saying bad yeah. things about me for example i don't know what she's saying just hypothetically but like if you're yeah. talking about somebody you know in real life that could she, be not good for them she said one of her reservations for doing this wasn't that but was the thought that she didn't want to give him the stage like R- you know, she didn't put want the spotlight to put on the him. spotlight on him kind of thing. But then she thought about it some more and she was like, well, but I need to do this for me to express myself. Because um, it's like, otherwise, it's, it was catharsis for her kind of thing. She felt that it's kind of funny. She's using her art to address her real life, like situations and problems like she said she realized that she was having problems with friendships and relationships because of this original relationship with her father Mm -hmm. and so 
she felt that she needs to write about it and put it in track on the album to get it out of her system once and for all kind of thing. Like, so like she has said things about this, like before, like, um, uh, basically once she's done the music and put it out there, she doesn't own it anymore. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't belong to her anymore kind of thing. I've heard, I think we've heard other artists say this as well. Yeah. It's just, like it belongs to the eye of the beholder kind of thing or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, and the meanings can change and be subjective a little bit. Can, as a listener, get your own meaning mm -hmm. for your own situation. Yeah, and it's like that's just like I don't know. That's from this perspective of what Little Sims is doing. Like, is so fascinating to me because she's she she's she's not very she's not like a one lane thing. She's like doing a lot of different things. Right. She's like using this as catharsis for herself. Mm -hmm. She's also said stuff like. Uh, uh, she w would like to help inspire like people that are listening to her, like young kids, like the next generation kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she said she's made a lot of mistakes in her life, but one of the important things for her to do is to like own up to that and own that mistake and talk about it Yeah, with the hopes that someone could listen to that. Yeah. And, and you know, she said not necessarily live the same life as her, but take on these ideas um, right. and use them apply them in their own life kind of thing yeah and, and and she's doing this all like through the music and it's just i mean she's out here educating a, people yeah you yeah. know like using yeah. her experiences yeah to, to teach people and show them that you can be like this you can be like that and and use my experience and my vul vulnerability to yeah you know put it in your own life and see what you can do with this information yeah and i mean for that it's she's she's very mature yeah you know she's 28 that's pretty young yeah. and she's obviously been mature since she was a teenager it seems like yeah yeah definitely so like i don't know she's just very on point with i don't know she just seems mature yeah i'm, I'm being redundant when i say that but that's all <laughs> i got it's like she's just very mature yeah uh i'm gonna play this first track off the her new album the latest album? The latest album. Uh, was that two in a row off the latest album? No, I haven't played anything off the first, off the latest album yet. Oh, never mind. I thought the <laughs> last one, I'm confused. My bad, everybody. Uh, this is off of Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, and the track is called Introvert. This is, this is crazy. Lonely, your truth unveils with time. As you embark on a journey of what it takes to be a woman. 
pretty uh, insane opening track to a new album. Yeah, right? that is a, it's like the whole <laughs> album. Like, there's so much things going on. Like, what a great track. Yeah. I mean, just bombastic energy. Strings, horns, rap, beats. Little Sims, by the way, Introvert, that track was the opening uh, track. Yeah, and it was uh, produced by this guy called Inflow. He's her main producer. Yeah, I-N-F-L-O. She did go on to Gorillaz. Uh, mm -hmm. She's appeared on Gorillaz tracks. She's worked with Damon Albarn in the studio. Yeah, she was on the Humans album. I think so, yeah, with someone. Um, and uh, and it was after she got off tour with Gorillaz that she hit up Inflow and were like, I'd like us to try and re-explore the music we were making between 2008 and 2009, like when we last did stuff together. Oh, wow. Uh, and then... And they were like, he was like, okay, yeah. And then this fucking album came together. That's amazing. <laughs> and she said about that track as well that like he had, he had it all like set up like that. It was like this slow build up. And she said, oh, that's pretty slow. And then he had the beat come in and she was like, oh. There it is. And she was like, she's like, you're going to do this for the track? You're just going to flip between these two tempos? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And it works. You know? It does. Yeah. It's really energetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's done other things. He's part of this... Uh, Apparently, there's this anonymous sort of collaboration group called Salt, S-A-U-L-T. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a super group, but they're anonymous. They won't say, apart from like the people who are like mentioned on features on certain albums like Little Sims. Um, but Little Sims said, this is kind of like, this is a group where people, they don't want, she said there's people on here that you would know, but they don't want to put their, attach their name to it publicly. Because they, it's kind of like this concept of, um, and inflows this way as well. He's like a producer of some tracks on Salt. Just not wanting to be part of the public eye. Like, you know, just wanting to make the music, not wanting to do interviews or photo shoots or mm -hmm. anything like that. I mean, that I f that was kind of like the sentiment when Gorillaz first came about as well, I think. Because like, mm -hmm. you know, Dam I was gonna say. Yeah, Damon Albarn had this like massive experience of fame with Blur in the UK and stuff like that. And, and yeah, and Gorillaz is like, you know, we're just going to put fucking animated characters. And I think when they first started playing live as well, they had like the band played behind a screen, a projector screen. And yeah, I think the idea like, behind Gorillaz yeah. was like they wanted to, it was like the first internet band. Okay. It was made yeah. using yeah. the internet. And, right. you know, that's, you know, why they have so many features and, and guests, you know, vocalists and producers and stuff. Because... Yeah. It wasn't meant to be like a band, like the the cartoon characters that we know as the gorillas, mm -hmm. and I, it's not the gorillas, just gorillas. Mm -hmm. I always say it. Mm. Um, and since then, everyone knows who Damon Albarn is. I don't know what people who are not as into music as we are think about him, or if they know that name. Or if I'm always not really sure if people in America know. I think people in America know of gorillas, though, right? Mostly. I think like, people generally know gorillas, yeah. but I don't know if they would recognize the name at David Damon Albarn right. or, or what. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, she said he's always working. Uh, she said the first time they're in a the studio together, they made a track, and I think she was pretty nervous to start with. And mm -hmm. he he just sort of reiterated to her. She, she was like, "Don't think, don't think you're to in inflow." You're talking about uh, to Damon Albarn. Okay. Um, she, she said something else about inflow. I'll say in a sec. But yeah, with Damon Albarn uh he said you know don't think don't think of this as like you're in a gorilla session right now you know just think of this as like you you doing what you want to do in the mm -hmm. studio whatever it is kind of thing um and that's something she talks about 
with inflow as well like inflow creates this uh safe space in the studio where she feels she can try a lot of things like um you know she says she can she says she's not a singer she's not a good singer but she feels safe enough in in the studio to like play around with these things and experiment mm -hmm. with it and see you know how it goes kind of thing right um, i was gonna say is yeah. she on some of these the, those singing vocals that is also her yeah i'm not sure yeah i know i don't know okay i'd be impressed if it was i don't know right i would no same let yeah. us know you guys let us know because there's good some good backing vocals especially on that track yeah yeah um she had an actress from the crown like do some narration on this album i think she was on that track as well uh, I don't know if you've watched the Crown TV show. No, I know of it. Yeah, I think the actress that played Diana, Princess Diana. Oh yeah, right. Is on this, and it was because Little Sims was watching the Crown as she was making the album. She said sometimes she just wouldn't make music. She'd just go binge watch a couple of episodes of the Crown. She decided to like reach out to the actress to see if she would like read some stuff on her album, and she did she was up for it so. just in the studio not yeah. working yeah. on the phone like hey yeah. i see you on tv will you come yeah. say some stuff on my album because i'm not very busy I'm, I'm kind of a big deal you yeah. know like, <laughs> just like couch potato <laughs> i would uh, she got him it worked i'm paraphrasing the yeah. the retelling of that story but <laughs> yeah we're um, making it up yeah um but yeah no there well, you go i mean i i got a couple notes on uh one of her albums mm-hmm Da, 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 da. A Curious Tale of Trials and Persons. Yeah. Um, that was a debut album. Mm. She released when she was 20. Um, da, 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 da. Arce is an artist, recorded additional vocals. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a dude and his brother Josh was like at the helm of the production on several, several of the tracks. Mm -hmm. um, the album was a reflection of fame and its effects on the human spirit. And Lil Sims was adopting a different persona on the different songs. So I, I just think that was kind of cool. I just put down some of these notes about that. Mm -hmm. um, and each character kind of has a different like stage of their journey of like their journey to celebrity. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of like her story because she was, she knew when she was 14, she basically wanted to be a celebrity, but more than just that vapid, like I want to be famous, like she wanted to be an artist, mm -hmm. but then she's kind of chronicling, chronicling this through these characters on this album okay so kind of cool i just thought it was dope yeah, yeah um yeah and then i got a i got a couple notes on sometimes i might be introvert that's the latest album we're jumping to um it's recording in los angeles uh she was working with dean josiah cover i don't know if the, i think that's his name Gene, dean josiah cover who's 33 and he produces under the name inflow this is kind of a quote um i'm trying to be my greatest self in all aspects of life and not just music. Um, this is Little Sims. Echoing the song she performed as a 10-year-old, she reiterated it on purpose. Not only am I trying to be a great artist and performer, I'm trying to be a great sister, friend, daughter, and auntie. So I think she's got her head on screwed right, you know? Yeah. She's not just trying to be a celebrity for the fame and the glory and the, the money and everything like that. Yeah. She, she's really trying to make these connections and it's a point of like catharsis for her to figure these things out a, a point of like therapy for her to teach herself about herself and learn as she goes. Yeah. Um, and become the person she wants to be through, through this, through, through her music, you know? Yeah. She is trying to stay grounded and be self-aware. Cause I've heard her talk about, um, she's had conversations with friends, um, that have told her, you know, sh that she hasn't been there for them, 
you know, during mm. some of like maybe more of her career going like this sort of thing. She's distracted and doing a lot of different things. Um, but she's aware of that now. She's had conversations with her friends and that. And sometimes she like puts that through her lyrics to sort of process that as well, mm -hmm. I think a little bit. Um, um, but yeah. I think Little Sims is very cool. That's about all I got on her. Yeah, check out Little Sims. She is doing a lot of things. There's a good show on Netflix called Top Boy. Uh, that I I binge watched the first two seasons a long time ago, and then I didn't realize they were making new ones, so I might mm -hmm. have to go back to that. It's like kind of London gangster crimey shit. Good stuff. Very interesting stuff. She's in it acting, which is crazy. Uh, she's look out for her acting as well because she was yeah. asked if she's what she's working on. She's some stuff she can't talk about. So some big stuff. What is that? Some Thomas Hardy stuff. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> hey, she's she's bumping elbows with the big guns these days. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I would recommend listening to her latest album first. Yeah, just start I, there. I, I mean, I, it's it's like something that she's really proud of, and it's it's just. There's a narrative to it. Well. That's the other thing I forgot to say is she's heavily into film, story, narrative. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't realized that from her other stuff, it's on this album. Right. There's interludes. She says she doesn't expect people to be bumping the interludes like loudly in their car kind of thing. But they're there if you want to experience the story from beginning to end. Like, and I think that helps it. Yeah. When, you're, yeah. when you're talking about a full album, yeah. body of music, mm -hmm. narrative. So I say listen to the whole thing all the way through if you can uh but listen to any of her stuff because it's all, all high quality hip-hop rap goodness grime if you want maybe kind of we kind of touched on that so uh yeah but good stuff that's all i got on her this was a fun episode thank you for bringing it up jay um yeah i mean let's play us out jay let's go if you guys got anything other than tell us what we got wrong corrections comments concerns Hit us up at the email. Jay's got it for us right here. Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. S I G N L radio.com. is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com.